Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I am your host, Joe Garrix, coming to you from the Fairfield Comedy Club with Michael Verdi. Michael, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Is this your first time at the Fairfield Comedy Club, actually? It is my first time. Well, welcome. Thank you. What did you think? It's it's great. A lot of white people. Oh, my God. It's so white <laughs> out here. Where are you from originally? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay. You probably uh, yeah. have a little bit more... Uh, a little more color than we have in, uh, in Fairfield <laughs> County. It gets yeah. pretty fucking white. It's a little little bit of a contrast. Yeah. I always wear my Muhammad Ali shirt here. Oh, yeah. Uh, For diversity. I, basically, yeah. <laughs> I feel like people here need to see strong black men. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I do it. So, uh, yeah, glad you're here today. Um, we're going to actually talk about something. I, I mentioned you were talking with a lot of people on this because it's very popular, it seems, among comics. Uh, but these fucking roast battles. Oh, yeah. And you apparently last night actually were roast battle. Yeah, I uh, I won in the final round against Pedro Gonzalez, who's a very talented roaster and comedian. Yeah, yeah, he's very funny. We actually had him here, uh, not roasting anyone, just doing regular stand up. And uh, yeah, he's fantastic. Well, congratulations. That's a nice W. Thank you. So, how many roasts have you done now? I think that was like my eighth or ninth. Eighth or ninth. Yeah, I'm getting up to ten, almost double digits. So, let me ask you: as you're as you're getting up there, like, what are the things that you've learned about doing roast battle? Like, what are you doing differently now in terms of your preparation or your joke telling from when you first started? Like, what are the the tricks you've kind of picked up now? Well, I, I found that a lot of the stuff that I write early, um, which I change my mind about later. Uh, is actually some of the best stuff, you know, like I, I and that's translated into my joke writing for stand up as, as well as roast battle. So you're like trusting your my initial instinct. Yeah. yeah. When I know something's funny, there's a reason I put it down on the paper and following that instinct through is is definitely beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? Is that the one thing? I mean, that's probably like the, the main thing Can that you give I me an example of that. Like what was a joke from. Last, last night, night that you used that you you did that with. Okay, so I told Pedro that he looked like uh, he was uh, a hitman for the Bi Curious Cartel, uh, which I had written down it, it exactly like that. Um, and I had gone through several different iterations. I threw it off the list for a little while. I, I ran it by some people, and they were like, I don't really know if people use that word anymore, Bi Curious. People aren't as on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if people are going to disagree with the semantics <laughs> there, but. Uh, you know, just, just, just knowing that I found it funny, there was a reason why I found it funny and, uh, you know, finding that pop in the joke and, and, and seeing it actually work is very reassuring. Well, here's a question. So you mentioned, you you know, you bounce that off people. Like the funny thing about roast battles, you're writing these jokes for this like one-time use, right? So there's not really an opportunity to try them out live or work them out or figure out the timing. So what are the kind of things that you're doing to prepare that you're talking to other people, but are there other ways that you kind of get these jokes, you know, stage ready? Cause they have to be pretty much ready to go the first time you tell them. And that that's difficult in itself. Yeah. My dog is a really good listener. <laughs> uh, good. So, you know, uh, I, I often run jokes by her. She'll wag if she likes it or she'll walk out of the room if she doesn't. Oh, uh, really? So yeah. You, you sure know. that's not just random? No, it's 100%, uh, 100% guaranteed. Yeah. You should maybe like rent your dog to other comics. No, no, no. <laughs> that's for me. <laughs> I feel like there's, I, I know some comics that that dog should walk out on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She actually got uh, several people to quit recently. Oh, so, yeah. yeah oh, she's, that's she's great. She's a good girl. That's, uh, you know. That's just helpful to the community in general. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I sometimes when I go to open mics or even just shows or, or like, you know, I'm, I'm hanging around at the club um, and I know I'm on roast battle that week. Um, I just kind of grab people's ear, especially comics that I respect. And I know that they've uh, 
aren't just going to you know add their own flavor to the joke. They're going to give me an honest response as to what they think the joke is right now. And if anything, add a tag or a suggestion. But yeah, a lot of comics you, you, you tell your joke to, and they're like, yeah, that's a really good joke. Um, yeah, by Curious Cartel. How about instead you say he works at McDonald's? And you're like... <laughs> Cool. Yeah, that's another yeah. joke. That's not the joke I told you, but glad that you put your own. Brand Everybody in this. wants their moment. Yeah, exactly. Well, do you do you ever like ask other people like, hey, I'm roasting this person. Do you have anything you think I should use? Are you collating jokes at all? I, like, I used to care more about figuring things out about the people. Yeah. Um, like I'd be like, oh, I don't even know if this thing's true. Like I got to make sure that this is accurate. Uh, is he actually a Colombian or is is that Hispanic or Latino? I don't know what that you know. What's yeah. what's the right but. None of that matters. What matters is it's a good joke. And, it, you know, it can't be completely out of left field, but, like, I've made stuff up about people that absolutely isn't true. And what have you made up? Just, like, you know... Just to win a competition? <laughs> yeah, like... You uh, told a lie? Yeah, I'd be like, oh... Isn't that kind of cheating? Uh, not really. I no? mean, you figure it's just... You're, you're commenting on something about them that, and you're using a detail that's not necessarily you're true. You're lying to win a competition. For example... <laughs> I uh, said somebody uh, had a cat and a dog, lived with a cat and a dog, but still had the smelliest asshole in their apartment. Uh, so that person didn't have a cat or a dog, but they did have a smelly asshole. So, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, there's a. So there's it doesn't a, have to be factually accurate if the deeper truth. Yeah, is there. so there's a sliver of truth inside. Okay, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, uh, so haven't done this. Uh, I guess you enjoy it. Yeah, I did it once. I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, because I have a three-inch dick, so I people <laughs> said that, and I thought it was a good thing. Uh, <laughs> but um, noted, <laughs> yeah. So save that if you're ever gonna roast me. We're gonna edit this later. <laughs> no, we're not. We do very little editing. <laughs> we don't have that kind of budget. All right, I can afford to have uh, Jillian kind of throw on the intro and the outro. Well, in that case, I have an 11-inch penis. <laughs> well, soft. That's, that's in there now. That's in there for posterity's sake. Um, Shit, I was going to ask you something. Totally. We're off the rails. Hey, man. Podcast uh, is off the rails. That's all right with me. Uh, I would love to talk a little bit about uh, producing a show at a comedy club and the troubles and Yeah, well, that's that something way. we have in common. We yeah. both produce shows at New York Comedy Club. Really? I, what show do you produce? I uh, Well, I'll be honest. I started a couple of shows, and I'm technically a producer, but I don't do anything on it because yeah. I don't want to have the responsibility. So I produce one show. Uh, with Matt Schwartzer okay, uh, at yeah. uh, 24th Street called The Drop-In. And then I produced one show with Sean Murphy at the 4th Street uh, location called Good Bits. I Good know the bits. names of my shows. Yeah. <laughs> there was actually a 15-second pause there, but he's, he edited it out. <laughs> he edited nothing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what, what about you? Uh, I've been running the, sh- the Lone Bird Comedy Show. Uh, it's the second Sunday of every month at New York Comedy Club, 24th Street. Uh, I've been running it for about two and a half years now. I started out running it with my brother, Paul Verdi, who uh, also was a comedian, or is a comedian. Uh, we started comedy uh, at the same time. He's recently moved to Philly, so he no longer is in the area to do the show with me. So I'm suddenly in the driver's seat Who's by myself. Funnier? Oh, me by far. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah, I... 100%. Yeah. yeah I you, mean, if he were as funny as you, I probably would have heard of him. Yeah, you would have had him on the podcast, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> This, this well, is what we're doing. We're just ranking people by funniest uh, and going down the list. And I, he, I figure people uh, you know, want so much of me, I got to give them something else, so I give them my brother. And, no, that's, that's good to have they that. Need more. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've, since I've uh, stepped into the, the producer seat just by myself, um, 
things have changed quite a bit uh, as far as the amount of time that I spend, you know, uh, doing things and the, the amount of t- the time I put toward promoting the show and picking the lineup and just everything that I was doing before I, I had someone else to, to run it by or pass it off to, or, yeah. you know, delegate tasks to. And um, so I really had to learn how to focus in on the most important things. You know, you, you, when you, things are going well, you're like, I can't change anything. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do everything the exact same way, or this is going to blow up in my face. But I, I've, I've learned to, to find out what's the most effective. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the things that you've learned? So I used to use um, a meetup and uh, f- you familiar with that? It's yeah. A, yeah. So I've, that was online. Yeah. It's like an online. event. You say, yeah, oh, exactly. you like stand up comedy. You have people who like stand up comedy. And there's a way to do that. And there's a lot of uh, producers that, that get a lot of people to come out of their shows through that. And, um, but I, I found that the number one way that I'm able to get people to come to the shows is getting people to come back or talk about it to other people. Uh, yeah. Email lists are huge. Um, you know, my email list now is like well over a thousand people. Um, and using Eventbrite and just these things, like stop trying to invent. How are you collecting emails of everybody who comes in? So at the end of the show, we actually have a card that they they can fill out. Um, you know, it's not a lot of people that fill it out that way, but yeah. we're really good about uh, you know going up to the crowd at the end of the show, asking them if they had a good time, telling them to go to the New York Comedy Club website and you know leave a review if they liked it. Um, so that's gotten a lot of positive feedback. They've uh, had a lot of the comedians on the show uh, get a lot of attention from the people that have come out to our shows. So yeah. it makes comics want to come back. You know, they're going to the shows. They get new Instagram followers. They're getting people coming out to their other shows. Um, so you know, just trying to make it so that it is only good things. You know, like yeah. it's going to be a great experience for the comedian. It's going to be a great experience for the audience member. Uh, and just doing the things that make sure that that rings true yeah uh, is really what i focus all of my efforts on that's now. awesome yeah those those are some good ideas i'll be honest like uh you know part of the reason i'm not you know taking a more active role in this producing shows because it's so much fucking work it's a ton of work uh <laughs> you know but but we're always trying to think of different ideas and you have some good ideas there that we'll probably steal so matt and sean <laughs> i hope you're listening to this because you know I'll, I'll get the ideas out there but i'm not going to put the work in <laughs> yeah. um well let me ask you so as you've kind of taken, you know, on producing and, and more of a kind of a leadership role in producing, I guess you could call it, uh, are there things, skill sets that you've developed as a comic there? Are there ways that that's benefited you outside of producing as a performer? Definitely. Um, I think just understanding what makes a good show and what comics make a good show. Um, you know, as a producer, you have this perspective where it's like, you know, Obviously, you want to book people because they've got pull, or they, they, you know, there's just someone that you've seen do really well in a room before. Um, but there's just certain aspects uh, that some comedians bring to the table that just make the show better. Uh, it's not necessarily, the, you know, their abilities with crowd work or their abilities with joke writing. It's just their their presence on stage and the excitement that they bring into the room, uh, or the contrast that they they uh, put out toward one another. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really try to put some thought into my lineups as far as, you know, contrast of energy and different perspectives and trying to have a full, well-rounded show. Yeah. Um, and I think ha- having that perspective and knowing that that's something that I look for in booking has made me turn the lens on myself and go, what am I bringing to the table? Am I bringing that type of energy? Like, wh- what's the reason people go to a comedy show, you know? Yeah. So the stuff that you're identifying in other comics are exactly. things that you're trying to then, you know develop or imitate within your own set yeah i mean you know it's it's such a unique perspective to know what makes the show better and being a comedian you want to be one of those puzzle pieces yeah Uh, 
And then, you know, on top of it, uh, I've, I've played with the lineup where I, you know, I put myself in different spots and I'm learning those spots. Like I'll put myself in the bullet spot on my own show. Sometimes I'll host my own show. Sometimes I'll put myself right before the closer. So tell me what you're doing differently. Uh, and say like a bullet spot versus like an end of the show spot. So end of the show spot, you've, you've got, you've got the energy on your side. Usually, um, you know, uh, if it's somebody that's like a really great comic that just went up someone like Joe list or Sam Morrill or, you know, like uh, Matt Richards that just have this, you know, they get killer laughs every time. And, you know, you have to either ride that wave or, you know, them come up and they're like, Hey, you're not Judah Friedlander anymore. Let's see what you have to say. And I I think like learning how to live in that space and bring the energy back up or continue that energy has been really helpful. Um, But then, you know, also it's, it's taught me how to, to anticipate what, where the crowd's going to be at that moment in the show. Yeah. So the beginning, like if I'm doing the bullet spot, like I'm, it's really an extension of the host. You know, they've just, done a bunch of crowd work they, they, you know, the, hopefully the host has dissected the crowd apart so we know a little bit about them so playing on those themes that have already been established are usually is usually pretty helpful um whereas at the end of the show no one wants to hear the things that you've been talking about the entire show yeah uh like i see people all the time come in and will make the same comment about the same person in the crowd and they're yeah, like Dude, they don't know we've they heard that three show, times yeah. right yeah. so like watching the show is important but also just like uh, reading the audience and, 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 you know, if they're reacting poorly to that, it's probably because it's, you know, something that's come up already and they're sick of it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, well, let me ask you this as you're booking a host, like what are the, like, if you're thinking like, Oh, I want a good host. What are the, what are the things that you think of, uh, you know, being a part of that? Like, what are you looking for, for that spot? I mean, obviously energy is a big part of it. Um, and you know, being able to, to have, tools in your tool belt that you know help break the show open um like, like i've what seen tools? like i've seen uh, uh roddy mckinnis you know roddy mckinnis yeah. um it's a great host and one of the things i saw him do that i've always uh, thought was a really good idea was he assigns one of the audience members as the clap master or like the leader of the of the clap so the leader of the enthusiasm and it's like it's on you man to lead these people yeah, to get really excited. Smart, yeah. And he'll kind of like halfway through the show change that person and it becomes another person and it just gets them involved. It makes them feel like it's their show and they're they're leading the experience. Yeah. So, you know, I look for things like that. I look for people who just, you know, uh, you don't have to explain to them how to do it well. They just know how to do it well. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of good hosts abandon their material and just do crowd work or, you know, just... Yeah, what do you think of that? Like a host that just all crowd work? Because I've... I feel mixed about it. I've heard mixed things about it. I think it's it's about feeling the crowd. Like if they're loving it, man, keep going. You know, well, what don't do you stop. Think about, so what I've heard is like a, a complaint on that, and I agree. Like I think you know the host you want somebody yeah. who's driving engagement with the audience, having them like feel like a part of it. Um, so you know, crowd work obviously does that. You're getting to know the crowd, and they're interacting with the show as opposed to just watching the show. But you go from the host, and then you have comics who want to go up and be their material, and now you might have a crowd that thinks this show's about them, right. or that might encourage you know potential you know heckling down the road because people think that's what they're supposed to do, based on what the host is kind of set up as, you know. Well, I think that brings up another aspect of a good host. Is a host is not just doing crowd work for the sake of doing crowd work because that's what the crowd wants. They're they're still maintaining an element of control. 
like a good host is someone that can do crowd work and then reel it back. Yeah. Like being able to, to remind them what this is about, how the show is going to go. Like basically like just a good camp counselor, someone that can s- explain the rules, tell you how we're going to play, explain the energy that you're supposed to have. And, and you know, like I, I love a good, when I'm doing a check spot, I love it when, you know, hosts gives an explanation as to how to treat the check spot. And person. also like does like a minute while the checks are going oh, yeah. out. Well, if they love can eat that before the checks. check makes a big yeah. difference. Yeah. Um, well, question for you. Who's, uh, who's your favorite host in the city? Oof, that Which is on a the spot. good question. I'm going to say Caitlin Blue, though. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think I've seen her. Her or Maddie Smith. Uh, they're, they're kind of a, oh, yeah. a similar uh, hosting style. Um, but I like those are two that, like, when I think, like, oh, man, I need a good host. Um, but to name a, a, a uh, one that I've had on the show recently, um, Oscar Aiden. Uh, oh, yeah? Of, yeah. Okay. I mean, he will literally get off the stage and sit in your lap. What about in, in James Mattern? James Mattern is fantastic. I, you know, actually, H. Foley, James Mattern, uh, Nico White. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's a million to name. Uh, when I think about like who I would, I, I have on my show, I usually try to give opportunities to people that aren't constantly booked by the club for yeah. hosting spots to give them like a, a change of pace. Um, so I would love to to have you know James and and H Foley and stuff like that. Me, hosting, I would have James Mattern host every show. He's fantastic, man. He does this line that I love whenever I'm uh, doing a check spot at a New York Comedy Club, which is he's like, all right, like people tend to get chatty during this time of the show, and he's like, so let's not turn this into a town hall meeting for healthcare. And he always gets a laugh, always gets a pop, and it always li- instructs them on how to, you know, treat yeah. me as no, the check spot. Yeah, he does a great job yeah. with that. I'm going to take back my answers and say James Mattern is Good. the best host in New Good. York City. Good, that's uh, <laughs> what I was looking for. You've uh, you've bought yourself another uh, another appearance on the pod. Well, look, uh, Michael, I think the sh- the show's over here. I think we have probably adoring audience members who want us to like sign their tits and whatnot. Right, so uh, sh- we should probably go do that. But right, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on my Instagram, Man with Eyebrows. Uh, also Twitter, Man <laughs> with Eyebrows, and uh, they can uh, check me out on Facebook, Lone Bird Comedy or Michael Verdi. And then check out your show at New York Comedy Club oh, yeah. second Sunday. Second Sunday of every month. Go to LoneBirdComedy.com for discount tickets. Oh, my God. You can't beat that. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Peace. Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you enjoyed the listen, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, special thanks to Eric Donnelly of the Alternate Roots for our amazing theme song, to Brendan Ruane at Light Switch Advisor for our website and social media needs. Check him out if you need any help in those areas. And of course, to Vans who provide all of our footwear. Have a good one.